1: Now let's get into it, How I Met My BFF.
0: Welcome to another episode of How I Met My BFF. I'm Lisa, and I'm joined by my co-host.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Tamara.
0: And we have a special episode today, an inaugural episode of men on our show, and they are friends. And we're so excited to hear the male perspective about friendship and how you start new friends when you maybe move somewhere else. And I can't wait to hear their story. I don't know their story, so I'm super excited about that. But before we get into that, Tamara, what happened to you this week? Tell us what is going on in Montana world. Well,
1: I had my birthday yesterday, so that was kind of um, has been my week so far. And it's been nice. It was a mellow day and uh, got to have dinner with the kids and it was a nice Nice year, or I don't know. It was a did good. You get, did you open my present? I did totally you open my forgot. present? <laughs> I didn't open any presents. Well, we're gonna. So yes. we're going. We're having a. We're gathering tomorrow. So I just completely. I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't open presents yesterday. Okay. So.
0: So that'll be a good cliffhanger for all of our listeners. If you want to know what Tamara what I got Tamara for her birthday, you can tune in next episode to hear what she got or maybe in two episodes cuz depends on when she's going to open it. So <laughs> exciting. That is funny. We're going to get a few wow. listeners. Okay. Tomorrow. Well, we're going to have two more listeners on the <laughs> on the edge of their seat. So, well, I did something kind of different this week. Mark, my husband, he's from Ireland, and he had some friends who also are from Ireland in town. They're a married couple, and they live in Texas now, but they happen to go to San Diego. So we drove out to San Diego last night, or no, not last night, a couple nights ago, and met them. It was so fun. We had the best food. We were at this Italian restaurant in Gaslamp on a Monday night for all, and, and There was, it was packed. There was this live music. It was incredible. The energy was so amazing. The food was incredible. The company was incredible. So, um, I don't usually drive down to San Diego in the middle of the week on an evening, but it was really, really fun. So, and it was nice to meet them and meet people that had known him since he was a kid and just, just really fun. So, had a good time. Nice. All right. So, we have our two guests in the house. They have guitars behind them. I know you can't see them, but on video we have, someone's a guitar player. I'm guessing it's Gregory because I think they're in Greg's house. Greg, Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank
2: you. Thanks for having us.
1: I'm so excited to have both of you. Thank you for agreeing to do this. You are friends of mine. So I'm excited just to have you on. So thanks so much.
0: So tell us, Greg, you get to go first. How did you and Patrick become friends?
3: Well, Patrick and I met because um I moved here after uh I partnered up with Christina and she took a job at the university. So we had been living in Flagstaff, Arizona. She took a job at the U here. I moved up, and that was basically right at the start of COVID.
0: And you're in Montana, our, right? You're in Missoula, yeah, just for I'm, our besties who might not know where you live. Okay. Yes.
3: Um, And I had been looking forward to, you know, that first summer, really getting out, going to lots of concerts, live music, uh, you know, food festivals, great opportunities to make new friends, meet new people. And Chris had lived up here previously, so she knew some folks. But COVID just basically shut everything down. And so the circle of sort of new people I was meeting was really small. Uh, But fortunately, one of those folks was Patrick. And so I had the opportunity to spend some time with him. And, you know, it turns out he's an okay guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Time will tell. No, I'm just kidding. So, Patrick, <laughs> what about you? How did you, how would you describe how you and Greg got to know each other?
2: Well, we uh, we just started hanging out together. And, and early on, I think him and his partner, uh, Christina, are, are both um, people that enjoy stimulating conversation. Uh, and I enjoy the same thing. And, and so... Uh, it didn't take very long uh, spending uh, time in their company to really appreciate uh, uh, you know having those opportunities and uh, yeah I, I think that that's a commonality that we both share we we enjoy challenging each other and and uh, having stimulant uh, stimulating conversations uh,
0: okay so I have a, i have a interesting question here like getting granular so this is this is I think a issue for a lot of people you're an adult and then you you move to a new place and it's a little harder to make friends because what are you gonna do like knock on someone's door and say like will you be my friend will you come out play you know it it doesn't work like when you're a little kid or if you're working in an office you might make friends or you're in college you might make friends more easily but where did you guys do you remember where you actually met for the first time
3: Uh, uh You know, it was probably having drinks either out at a bar what? or somebody's no, I'm just house. Kidding.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I okay. think that's what it was. I think it was out having dinner and, and drinks with, uh, we have a, a mutual friend who's very close friends, been, been close friends with uh, Christina for a long time. Uh, and so I was excited when they moved here and uh, she invited us all out at the same time and introduced us.
3: Yeah. And then- was- it was okay. in August. So it's possible that it was outside. You know, we all like to do some outdoor activities as well. So it could have been getting together by the river or something like that. But it was just a, you know, a sort of small group get together that was focused around having some beers or something along those lines.
0: Well, and I think it's it. what makes friendship interesting is that we meet people all the time, right? And then you don't necessarily know when you're going to connect with that person. And then as an adult, you do need to make more of an effort, right? Then you have to go like, oh, should we like exchange phone numbers? Or like, oh, I guess maybe I'll put myself out there and invite them to go here, there, somewhere, you know? So how is that? How did you guys start to get to that level?
3: Yeah, okay. I think that um, that's really an interesting piece of this because, because Chris knew people here already, we had a reason to get together with a certain group of people With some regularity or at least more than once. So the decision to sort of spend time with Patrick wasn't just something that either of us had to decide, hey, I like that guy and I'll give him a call and see if he wants to do something. Because, you know, the first time it was a group, probably the second, probably the third, you know, who knows? It wasn't like we were keeping track. But at some point you get comfortable enough to just reach out and say, Hey, you want to go, you know, grab a beer and watch a game or, you know, because of COVID maybe it was a little different, but I really think that it was important that we had a reason or a way to get together that didn't involve us having to commit too much to, in a sense, like being friends and saying, Hey, let's just the two of us go do something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it
0: is is different, different, right?
2: Yeah. It's it's
0: like, like, I know at any age you could feel that where you're like, oh my God, I've never like actually been alone with that person. We've always been in a group, which is sort of a little safety thing. Like, are we going to have anything to talk about? Like, is this going to yeah. be awkward? Or
3: <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think when we're a little younger, there are structures that make it easier to be around the same group of people um, with regularity and maybe because you have shared interests. So certainly college is a time like that. It's easy, you know, and certainly high school. But when you get out and you get into a career and you get a little bit older, and then when you move, It can be really hard. You can meet people and have a good time. But, you know, when do you sort of get to the the place where you're thinking like, hey, I'm looking to do something. Who can I call and feel comfortable calling one of those people and just saying, hey, let's go get, you know, let's go do something.
0: What do you think, Patrick?
2: I I think actually uh, in terms of meeting people, Greg's better at it than I am. He's he's a a bit more gregarious. I tend to be a shy extrovert. So uh, breaking the ice is difficult for me. Uh, You know, I I see and I admire Greg that when we go out, he's often he's he's talking to the person sitting next to us right when he sits down. Uh, I typically don't do that. um, And, you know, I I, that certainly makes it easier to meet people. And if you're you tend to be on the shyer side of the spectrum, uh, it becomes quite a bit more difficult uh, meeting new people, particularly in adulthood. Um, I, I, I think when you're in childhood, you don't necessarily realize, but you're you're even being selective then, in in terms of the, the people you connect with and end up spending time with. Um, but it's it, but it often happens because you're in school. It's a more gradual process, um, you know. But once you're in a professional life, uh, and in particular when you move to a new location or something. Uh, it becomes much more difficult, I, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I've never definitely... heard the
0: phrase "shy extrovert," but I love it because <laughs> extroversion—that makes sense. There's people that I know who are maybe shyer but really like being around other people. Right. So I'm like, oh yeah, that that makes sense. I get it.
2: Yeah, because I'm definitely not introverted. I, I mean, once I'm once the ice is broken, once I'm comfortable, you know, I really enjoy. Yeah, like I said, stimulating conversation, spending time in the company of people, uh, all those things I, I, I do enjoy. Do you do feel like this, you've
0: always been shy?
2: Yeah, I think pretty much. Well, that's not necessarily true. Uh, I, it, it was weird. Somewhere around 12 or 13, I don't know when the hormones hit or whatever, I, I, I got a lot more shy. I was much more courageous and brave. Uh, socially, uh, before that. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 that's, I, I don't really know any other way to explain it. Like I used to go sell um, magazines door to door because I didn't think anything of knocking on somebody's door. And, and I was, you know, I was somewhat of a cute kid and I, I did well. Um, but now I, I, I would, I would want to inconvenience someone by knocking on their door. It's sure. just an interesting shift in who I've become. Plus, they respond differently when an older man knocks on their door. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Yeah,
0: I think, um, oh, we may have lost a Zoom connection, but I think you were going to say, they respond differently when...
3: uh, When you get out of college and you sort of a little further along, it's very pragmatic. So, you know, even though I had reason to spend time with Patrick with a group of friends, deciding like, you know, like, hey, let's go have a beer together and watch a football game or something like that, it still takes a little you know, sort of gumption or getting to a place to feel comfortable with that. And really, it's it comes out of just being tired of not having somebody to go do something with. You know, it's not like I fell in love with Patrick and all of a sudden we're best <laughs> friends, right? Yeah, right. That- well,
0: that's going to be oh, revealed really? on the show today. No,
3: just kidding. <laughs> right. Christina, you know, sorry. No. <laughs> oh, we definitely <laughs> need somebody to have beers with. <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. No, I do think that's, that's part of it. But then you learn to appreciate somebody. You know, like you sort of initially get to spend time together, and maybe you wouldn't even think, hey, that's a person I would choose to, uh, you know, spend uh, time with or develop a friendship with. But if you're around them enough and you have some reason to do it and you realize, hey, yeah, we do basically get along, then it can actually strengthen and it can become, you know, a nice friendship. Um, but I, I think also, you know, we could talk a little bit about more of the male perspective on this. I, cer- I, I certainly that. don't want to speak for all men. But- <laughs> well, you
0: are, Greg. <laughs> you, you
3: are, are. <laughs> <We're> giving <laughs> that privilege. Um, I don't. I don't think most men think in terms of having a BFF. I think they think in terms of comfortable people to be around. And, you know, there's certainly people that you would think of as you're closer to or strong friendships. And maybe I'm I'm wrong about this, but I don't think most men identify like one person and think of them as my best friend forever or something along those lines. Do you
0: think they use the term best friend or just, oh, that's my buddy, my friend, my like, they don't use even the term best?
3: No. And I certainly know some men that would think, you know, they have one best friend but I don't think they would generally refer to them as that. You know, it's not a common phrase for men Mm -hmm. to utter. Uh, But I think a lot of guys would would say that they don't just have one.
0: Right, and um, we also agree that there's more than one, even though the word best insinuates one, we definitely have, both of us have more than one best friend and we are all about multiple best friends. So it's not a, a solitaire thing. But I do think that certainly from a, female or when I was a a girl perspective, having that one person or one or two for my, in my case, it was usually one or two people um, really close was so incredibly important. It was a very intimate relationship. So I don't, did you guys have that growing up?
2: Uh, Actually, I did. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like you two, I I have a friend, uh, my closest friend, the longest friend, our, our true best friend, I've known since I was eight.
0: What's his name?
2: Todd. Todd Blackwell. He lives in Texas.
0: What's did his social it? security number? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Explorer. you met when you were eight. And then did you, do you qualify him? Like, do you, would you say he's my best friend? Or would you say yeah, like, kind of I would like, say good?
2: he's my longest, closest friend. And, okay. So that's yeah. what I was getting at. Yeah. Greg
0: was saying you guys don't really use the term best friend. So you would say he's my longest, closest friend, or well, I would
2: say best friend, but I, okay. I don't think Greg is wrong. I think, you know, maybe me and my best friend, maybe that's less typical. I, 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 I
0: don't
2: know. Definitely don't think in terms of friendships that I'm a typical male. I think okay. though, you know, now that I think about this a little more,
3: you know, a lot of it has to do with who you are as an individual. Right. So you asked, did we have best friends when we were younger? And Patrick had been talking to me before this uh, recording about this close friendship. And I had known of this person previously. But I thought back and I, you know, when I was much younger, I was very close with a person. Um, But then I moved and I moved around a fair amount. And I also had uh, multiple stepfathers. And so my experience was, you know, a little bit more transient, a little less in a sense, like, Confident that these things were permanent. So maybe that extends into sort of how I think about friendships. And I certainly have close friends, but I tend to let go of the past, you know. So if I move on, I, it's not like I'm, I, you know, I'm not sure. I think that, you know, maybe part of it is just boils down to individual experience and personality.
0: Of course. Yeah. They're all different factors, right? It could be male, female. It could be how we were raised male, female. It could just be how we were raised. It could be our culture. It could be how many siblings we have. Like if if you're an only child versus having a huge family and, or maybe you don't like your family, maybe you like your family. I mean, like there's so many factors, right. In in how we decide what we're going to do and who we're going to hang out with.
3: Yeah. One feature of this that I do think is fun and interesting to talk about is the experience of revisiting a person who you are close to. So I might not think of that person as a best friend, um, but I would say that this is one of my closest friends. And then within that group, there are people that you could just show up and spend time with and not have seen in a long time and the ease with which that happens. And I think most people are familiar with this with somebody, right? That really indicates, you know, I'm really comfortable with this person. This is a, a really close friend of mine. And it might not be someone I think I referred to, uh, to as my best friend to other people, but in a sense, this is one of the people that's really on the inside. One, one of that group of best friends you were talking about.
0: Right. What One of the things we've talked about on this, sh- on other episodes is like having your, your partner, uh, you know, your romantic partner being also a, like a best friend, which I consider my husband, one of my best friends. And not expecting him to fill every single bucket that my other friends would would fill like i still need to be with tamara like i need tamara time <laughs> i need my best friend time she's not saying anything tamara say something i agree
1: <laughs> I agree. yes i i do think it is important not to make one person fill every bucket so yes i agree
2: Yeah, Yeah, I I think the advantage of that I think I have some understanding for that because I think the advantage is um, if you like on some level being challenged, somebody that knows has known you so long, um, you you can't pull the wool over their eyes, uh, they're they're good advisors because they know your faults and foibles um, and they can call you out on, on those things and and that's an, that's an important perspective for somebody to have in terms of a friend, uh, in, in my opinion, um, because I, yeah, my, my best friend, if, if something's going wrong in life, that's one of the first people I, I turn to, to get a, a fresh perspective and see if I'm doing something wrong. Uh, and yeah, that's the See, band. that
3: that explains a lot. Now I know I don't have best friends because <laughs> I get rid of those people. Who show I don't, I, I don't <laughs> want anybody telling me. You, know. you, you don't
1: need any <laughs> historical.
2: No, just tell
0: me I'm amazing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Either praise me or you're out of here. <laughs> but but to to make a point, those things aren't important to everyone. Right. Uh, so, but but if they're personally important to you. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, having a best friend is really important.
0: It sounds like for you that if we were going to say, let's just that it's that that's important to you, you want to have someone you can trust. Right. That you can go to and get an honest perspective. So you can check yourself like, am I crazy or, you know, am I exactly. off track here? And you can take in their input knowing that it's a trusted source. And that they that can you
2: need, you need other sounding boards i I, I think for mental health mm-hmm. you, you need uh caring sounding boards mm-hmm. outside yourself uh, those are important in, for, for yeah. me. Um, and for uh,
1: and being friends with both of you guys I find um we have a really good group of people you know we have I'm friends with you guys and you, we have other girls who you're friends with and in our group of people, we've, I feel considering what has happened with COVID and other things, we do a pretty good job at trying to get the most out of hanging out and being together and spending time with one another. And I, um, what do you guys, I know it's hard for me to interview you because I'm like, I know all the details, but Uh, Lisa, last week they went to trivia and I didn't get to go. I wasn't able to go to that trivia. And um, so I know besides getting beer, we, you guys, you know, we have a trivia thing in common, but what other things that do you guys like to do? I'm going to pretend I don't know you. And, um, you know, what's (laughs) like, what helps you guys, what has helped your friendship bond, you know, in the past couple of years?
3: Well, I think that the network of friends you referred to is, you know, part of it. But I think that the doing outdoor things together, I mean, you know, Missoula is a place where a lot of people are really outdoor focused. And in the summertime when the weather gets nice, the spring and the fall as well, um, there's a lot of sort of biking and hiking and time at the river and, you know, that type of outdoor stuff. And I think doing that type of thing with people makes me feel close to them. And so I know over time we've done a variety of things like that together and that's made me feel more close to Patrick and then you know getting together in social events like you know dinners over at your place Tamara you know fires in the backyard those are types of things that make me feel really good about that day and my life and then that leads over to the people that I'm with and so Absolutely. those types of things that the more you do them the more it builds a connection I don't think it's any, anything really magical it's just the stuff that we do, and then you know, Patrick and I enjoy grabbing beers and watching a football game or something like that. Which may not sound like a lot, but it really can be quality time. You know, you're just sort of hanging out with somebody. You're not working really hard to to make a conversation, but it's easy to talk and easy not to.
0: Patrick, what about you? What what do you enjoy? Yeah, that, that,
2: that, that much sums it up. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's it shared experience. It, it uh, going to music. Uh, events like at the amphitheater um uh, day hikes and stuff where one-on-one uh we just talk just talk and and have in-depth conversations uh greg is really comfortable with pretty much any a, a discussion about pretty much anything so i i sort of uh, enjoy uh that about him um, what are yeah. some of
0: the like weirdest things you guys have talked about? <laughs> oh,
1: dear. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not sure I would say that we've talked about too much that's weird. Although, you know, it can get esoteric. So it can be a conversation that just gets a little strange, not necessarily in any or weird. Whatever,
0: just off yeah. the beaten path or something. Yeah.
3: But but I think one of the interesting things about Patrick, one of the things that's strengthened our relationship from my perspective is I can, I really do enjoy sort of a good discussion, but also I like a good argument and I will push things. And frankly, sometimes I don't even realize I'm doing it. So it can be kind of aggressive and offensive to people. And there have been times where I've like, you know, gotten kind of heated with Patrick. We've both gotten a little heated, but the great thing is it just doesn't stick. You know, it's like the next time we see each other, I might be a little nervous because, you know, well, I was a bit of a dick after a few (laughs) beers in that conversation. And, uh, you know, it just, he, he. it's all good. So I think for me, that's a real character trait of his that makes it easy to be a friend because, you know, it's like you said, you can, it's, it's a person who can see parts of you that maybe aren't the best parts. And I think in some ways, arguing and pushing a conversation and taking a conversation into places that have some substance to them is one of my best parts. But, you know, our strengths are often our weaknesses as well. So to Find a friend in Patrick who enjoys a good conversation but can also handle it when it goes a little off the rails was a nice thing.
2: Yeah, I, mm. I think for, for me, I, I recognize it. I, those things don't stick for me because I recognize those same qualities in myself. Um, and, you know, I can project back on, on, you know, friendships in the past and coming away from uh, what I thought was a discussion with a close friend. And then to hear from another friend that, oh, you had this intense argument. I'm like, what? I, I, I thought I was just having a discussion. I didn't realize it was an argument so much. And and so, um, yeah, I, 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 I think that I too can get so wrapped up in, in, in the discussion and, and lose track of, of a person's, I lose track of reading their reaction to it or whatever. So. I, I try not to, I, you know. So when I have discussions with Greg and stuff, I, I don't carry that forward because I, I know he's a good person, and his his intents aren't aren't uh, harmful or malicious in any way. So, it's just, yeah, he enjoys stimulating conversation.
0: What was the the last time you guys had a like a heated like conversation as you as you define
3: oh, good, it? Yeah. <laughs> we both remember it. You don't
0: remember?
3: <laughs> yeah, we both do. It was, um, we were talking about flat earthers and uh, then the conversation evolved into if the earth was flat, why would there be time zones? And Patrick was saying <laughs> that he didn't understand how there could be time zones. But what he meant was like, why would you bother? Yeah. And I was taking him literally and I was saying, well, it's easy. You could have them. You just draw lines on the surface of the earth. They're man-made things. And we both were sort of talking past each other, but we got into an argument.
0: About it. <laughs> you sound like a married couple. who could like get argue over like right. just something that doesn't even exist. That's terrible. Yeah. That yeah. is a very interesting, like how your both your minds kind of went to this other spot. And then you can argue about something that doesn't even like, isn't even real.
2: Yeah. We just yeah. were just not quite on the same page. Uh, <laughs> so we were sort of, Defending separate ideas uh, and and didn't necessarily realize it uh, yeah. at the time. But now, awesome.
0: question though: during the if you could rewind the tape back, when you were both in the thick of it, was it kind of exciting to be in that heated conversation?
3: Yeah, for me, like there it's there's a part where like I want to be right about it and I think I am right about it. So I want to show the other person or convince them in a sense. It's, it's I want to, I want to be right, you know, but I think I have reasons for it. So yeah, I enjoy that. And I, I do get excited about it. Yeah. But I can sometimes lose perspective because like if I had slowed down just a little and maybe thought more carefully about, you know, what he was really trying to say, maybe I'd, uh, you know, then the ride would be over, right? Then the ride would be
0: over. What about you, Patrick? How did you? Um, how did you I suppose you a little bit.
2: I mean, I, I, so I, It's odd. I, excitement is, is an odd word, um, but yeah. stimulating uh, yeah. for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, you know, sometimes I can get um, a deer in the headlights kind of thing. You know and so i i sort of like the practice of having to defend something that that i believe in uh, and and so i it's it's good practice i think for me to sort of work through that process and you know greg's uh very uh, uh has strong opinions and ideas and stuff and and yeah and i respect those and you know but if i think they're wrong or whatever it's good practice for me to challenge them.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of like a laboratory for you to yeah. strengthen that muscle in a safe place. Cause you know, he's not, you know, a, in this particular subject, it wasn't a real thing. So it's safe to Are you go sure? for it, but also with someone that you,
1: well, <laughs> no, that's well a good I am the
0: president of the Flat Earth Society. So I mean, I'm just going
1: to, yeah,
3: Well, I am not. We're vice president.
1: Okay. I wanted to ask, just moving forward, and you know, since you guys have become friends and are it's official now because you've been on this show. um, I think
0: we are best friends. We can
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're just gonna say it. Besties, Greg and Patrick. I am wondering what do you (laughs) wish for one another moving forward?
2: Greg, you could go
1: first, I guess. That, that's Patrick,
3: one of our oh, questions to I would like for Patrick to grow a deeper understanding that generally I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> God, that is, I like it. It's going uh, take no, a long time. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, uh, you know, it's an interesting question. I don't really think about that. I want, you know, Patrick to be happy. And um, I'm not exactly sure what that, what that would look like for him. I know that. There are times he talks about wanting uh, to, a promotion or to you know move up in his professional life. So if that uh, that is something I think he would really enjoy, and I would love to see that happen for him. Um, yeah, but I, outside of that, you know, Patrick's not somebody who complains a lot. Uh, his type of complaining is like when he showed up today and he's really tired. and He's been working hard, so he's like. Boy, I really, you know, just would like a, a good night's sleep, and so like I guess I would wish him that. I'd wish him more good night's sleep. He struggles with sleep.
2: <laughs> I do indeed. Um, How about you, Patrick?
0: What do you
2: wish? Yeah, for Greg? that's not an easy question to, to formulate. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I I agree. I mean, I, I certainly um, wish uh, happiness for for Greg. I know he has some 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 challenges that he deals with, and. I think overall he, he does a pretty fair job of, of of working through those um uh there there are some areas that that probably could use a little work uh <laughs> but he 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 does there are good things that i i admire that you know he does take uh, time away he, he loves his motorcycle and you know so he he when, when he's feeling stressed and he he does take time to to separate and disconnect from those things so he can come back with a fresh mind. And continuing those practices, I, th- I think, are, are important. Uh, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, I can't think of anything else in the moment. Uh, yeah, that's this okay. might be
3: an interesting example of, like, you know, how deep is our friendship? We're certainly good friends, but, you know, we don't sit around talking about what would make life more fulfilling for each other, <laughs> um, which yeah. is really, in a way, you know, like the question is getting to, like, what would I see? you know, what would be a really good thing for Patrick's life, but I just don't care about him that way. <laughs> I love it. Well, it sounds like
0: you guys have a really great um, companionship, camaraderie interaction, intellectual, you know, connection and uh, enjoy a lot of the same things and have a great circle of friends. As I, I know a lot of the, Folks in the circle. I just live in California, so I'm in the different circle. But
2: uh-huh.
0: uh, I love, I love hearing what you guys talked about.
2: Yeah, if if, if we have time, I'd like to add something. I, I okay. So growing up uh, where I did in in New Orleans, um, I, I lived there for ter- 32 years before I moved to Montana to go to grad school. Uh, and so, you know, growing up as a child there, I, I just gravitated towards a certain group of of guys and, and and some girls that became really close friends of mine but the, but the guys in particular I, I used to hear this thing that that guys are are like i would hear women say that that guys are, are distant and uncommunicative and stuff and i always thought that was an unfair stereotype um because that wasn't my experience uh, all of my close friends were like me uh, you know pretty communicative and stuff then i moved to montana uh and Making new friends in Montana w- was challenging in the beginning uh, because you know you don't have necessarily control. You just you meet the person that's sitting next to your cubicle, uh, and then you you spend enough time with these people, you start having trying to have certain discussions, and seeing that blank look uh, when when subject matter would veer in certain directions. And I got the that was the first time i got the perspective of oh this is it's not necessarily a stereotype this is what people are talking about some some men genuinely are less communicative and and don't necessarily enjoy uh those real deep discussions about feelings and emotions and and whatnot so um i don't know where i was going with this but I, I, i i yeah it was just life experience it's just interesting as you uh, progress through life, you know, I can reflect back and and, and just learn from, yeah, that in childhood, I, I was making selections just like I do in adulthood. I just didn't recognize that I was doing it then.
0: Sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, all, there's a big rabbit hole we could go down too, and just in terms of how culturally society is giving messages to boys and to girls in different ways yeah. and how you, how you interact and what's okay and what's not okay. And I can definitely see why, um, stereotypically, of course, uh, men have a harder time than women having that intimate, emotional exchange and trust, because it's like you're kind of taught to suppress most of that and just be like a tough guy or you know the best, or you know, there's a lot of pressure in just different ways for different for both both genders. There's different pressures, right. and I I definitely think you, for the sure men, is. have that pressure to kind of suppress a lot of the part of yourself. And right. I think now it's getting better. Like I think it's okay, it's starting to become okay to to yeah, we're getting there and.
3: i've always seen myself as fairly comfortable with that and that's part of my personality i think so i tend to gravitate towards other guys who are like that and so i made the comment that you know patrick and i don't sit around talking about like what would be most fulfilling for each other but we also do have conversations that are about what's going well in your life and you know how's your relationship or you know what's feeling good and what isn't and so it's you know it's nice to have a friend that you can uh, be emotional with and you can talk about feelings and yeah, vulnerability. Right? There, a, there are a lot of guys that are, don't go there. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. I love that. You guys have that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being on our show. First male guest. Woo-woo. Thanks for
1: having
2: yeah. us. Thank
1: yeah. I, I definitely owe you both a beer. <laughs> so I will get well, next time we mind. hang out. <laughs>
0: Tomorrow night, Tamara gets the Please beer. Know. Oh, it's official. Well, thank you, everyone. And uh, just like we always say for our besties listening, you never know when you're going to meet your next best friend. So stay open, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open. Good advice. uh, Good
3: advice. Yeah. Thank you. Take care, everybody.
0: Thank you. Bye. Hey, bestie. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get notified of new episodes and check out cool bestie gift ideas at howimetmybff.com.
1: That's right. And also leave us a review. Those reviews help us out a lot and are one of the best ways to support us.
0: Yes. And if you have a fun story about how you met your BFF, send us an email at info at howimetmybff.com. We would love to hear about it. Definitely. And hey, Maybe we'll have
1: you on our next episode. That would be awesome. Until next time. Love ya,
2: BFFs.